That's 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfect. Oh, mercy. Five, four, three, two, one. From inside the warehouse at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, it is the Mass and All Access Podcast. Paul Mancano and Bobby Blanco here with you as always. Of course, the Mass and All Access Podcast is brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student athletes and programs today. And today we are one week away from spring training. Pitchers and catchers report down to Sarasota, Florida, exactly one week from today. They will already probably have dropped off all their bags exactly one week from today at around 2 Mm o'clock. They will probably already be back in their hotels because spring training workouts are pretty early and they don't even have a workout that day. So that's how close baseball is. It is right around the corner. We've got plenty to talk about here on this podcast. We're going to talk about our three biggest storylines for spring training. Then we're going to talk about, we're going to play a game actually, play a little game of. I haven't played a game in a while. Have not played a game in a while. Um, we are going to play a game of Guess That Oriole. Um, that's going to be a good time. And then, uh, but first, Bobby. Yeah. Got to start off with something here. Okay. The NBA All-Star Game. Yes. This is going to turn into an NBA podcast, considering last time we talked about Kobe. Uh, Kobe. Mm-hmm. But NBA All-Star Game, switching up the rules this year. Have yeah. you seen? Yes, I have. Um, Actually, I think that came down last late last week, right? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, they have I, I don't want to get into all the crazy rules, but basically the score resets every quarter. The there's a hundred thousand dollars donated to charity it's for all every for charity. Team, yep, for every team that uh, wins each quarter, and then the fourth quarter is just first to twenty four points, I think, or the winning team. So they yeah. So the fourth quarter is they add up all the combination of scores from one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And then whoever's winning, they add 24 to that in honor of Kobe Bryant. And then um, then it's a race of whoever gets to that. So if it's 100, I mean, it's, it's obviously going to be closer to 200. But if it's 100 to 96, LeBron's team, after right. the first three quarters, whoever gets to 124 first wins. Yep. And then that whoever wins the fourth quarter or wins the, all, wins the All-Star game gets, I think, $200,000 for their charity. Yeah. Um, so it's Giannis and Le- Team Giannis and Team LeBron, right? Those are the captains? Team Giannis and Team LeBron. Yeah, so yes. they each picked uh, different charities throughout uh, Chicago because the All-Star game is in Chicago this year. Um, so they picked different charities, and then those who those were the, 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 the donations will be going yes. um, after each quarter and then the game. Well, it's interesting, and that got me thinking, if you could make changes... To the MLB All-Star Game, yeah. what kind of changes would you make? I'm sure you can't make as drastic a change no. as that. And they've made changes in the past. I think their extra inning rules is they start with a runner on second, I think is what they're... They're, they're doing that? I think so. I think that's tr- used in the All-Star Game. What was the last game. All-Star Game make extra innings, though? That's yeah. been a while, probably. Well, the one a couple years ago in D.C. came close, or did it go to... Ex- I think it did go to extra innings, didn't it? No. No? I don't think so. In D.C.? Man, that was such a blur. That was. Um... I'll, I'll make a rule. I think Orioles fans will will uh, appreciate if your team only has one representative. That one, one representative has to play. Has to play. There you go. That's I mean, a good rule as well. I, if you're going to make it a requirement that each team gets represented in the game or on the roster, they should be able to. You know, they should be able to play. I get that you want your stars playing for most of the game, and and that's how you expand the game and 
make it interesting because everyone tunes in to watch, you know, the Mike Trouts, the Bryce Harpers, the Mookie mm-hmm. Betzes, the Cody Bellinger, stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, poor John Means, he gets selected as a rookie starting pitcher for, and he's the lone representative for the Orioles, and he basically just goes and sits there and comes back. You yeah. know, it's like it was, I'm sure, a wonderful experience for him. He, uh, he seemed to enjoy it, but, I mean, Orioles fans want to see John Means pitching in the All-Star game. Yeah. The All-Star game two years ago did go to extra innings. We okay. Ten innings. It was an 8-6 final American League over the National League. And I think they did start that's with actually, a runner on second base. That's actually, yeah, because I remember, I think it was, uh, I don't even have the box score up there, but it was like a late kind of comeback from the National League to kind of tie it up. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing I do like about the All-Star game that they have done recently, and I know that I am probably in the minority on this opinion, but I like the fact that they mic the players up now. During the game. Yes, very much. I, so. I think it's I like cool. That. I, I like that a lot. I know a lot of people, particularly people of like my parents' generation, that hate that. That think it's dumb. Um, I know our boss Spiro thinks it's really dumb. My dad hates it, but we love it. How? So, <laughs> why? I don't know. Who? I, I Spiro hates it. Yes. Yeah. I, I think, think it's innovative. I, I think it's cool. I do too. I think that's right up Spiro's and, alley. And for a game that needs, uh, you know, people to, it, it, they need to increase the presence of the guys that they have that are superstars what better way than to introduce them during the game and have them do a conversation in an interview so long as nobody curses on live tv right i think it's cool yeah no i I love uh that's so surprising about spiros if those who don't know spiro alfaso is our boss who has for years been trying to get us to do like Paul sitting at the desk talking to whoever on the field taking batting practice. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know. I could be They did in spring him. training a couple years ago, too. Remember Mookie Betts? And he's like, oh, I'm not going to get just one, yes. fellas. Like, yeah. That was great. Uh, talking to Bryce Harper, that one all-star in Miami a couple years ago. Maybe he disagrees, and I totally forget. But, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised. But, no, I love that aspect of the game. I think that's so much fun. Uh, you know, you hear, like, uh, who was it this past year? Um, uh, it was Verlander pitching to... Oh, it was. Uh, I think it was um, Frazier, fr- uh, Freddie no. Freeman. Yes, it? Freddie Freeman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like talking back and forth, throwing yeah. the at bat, and then and you can hear the ball go past. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, then whoever's like on, you can hear them go on first base, and they're talking to whoever's at first base. Like, yeah, Did you see that? Yeah. So no, I love that I aspect of sick. the All Star Game. Um, probably needs to be a little faster. I also not don't start at eight o'clock. Yeah. It needs to start earlier. I think people tune out, especially like on a Tuesday night in the middle of summer. People are going to tune out by like ten. You know, start a little earlier. Um, I'd that's probably what I, agree with That's that. what I would change. Would make too. our lives easier. Would so. make our lives easier. Well, we don't have to cover it again until it comes back. Hopefully, come at Camden Yard soon. But exactly, we don't have to do too much for that soon. But yeah, that's. You know, if you have a representative, every team gets a gets to play. Every player gets to play. Uh, start earlier. I mean, there's only so much you can do for a baseball game. Yeah, I think if they don't do robot umps during the season, which I, I think it's probably too late now, but uh, they might do them for 2021. I think. You, now is the 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 All Star Game is the time to test that kind of stuff. Yeah, try robot umps. Try as much as crazy stuff as you can. Yeah. Um, what was the All Star Game this year? All Star Game last year was in Cleveland. Oh, this LA. year it's in LA. LA. Yeah. Yep. That'd be that cool. is true. Go imagine going from Cleveland to LA. That is a yeah. I was gonna say that's a much more desirable destination. I think, probably than the land. All right. Well, spring training is a week away. All Star Game still what six months away. So let's talk some. Storylines heading into spring training. The three biggest storylines that Orioles fans should and will follow uh, when the O's are down in Sarasota, Florida. Bobby, do you want to start us off? Sure. I think mine's, I mean, I think this has to be on your list too. Probably it's pretty obvious one. Adley Rutschman going to be there. The number one overall pick from last year's draft. He's not going to be there for too long, 
But him being there for about the first week or so when pitchers and catchers are there, you know, catching major league pitchers, talking to major league catchers and getting coaches, getting coached up by the major league staff, I think is going to be, it's just a good, it's just a fun storyline. You know, that's the fun one uh, to follow him and his progression. He'll be over at Twin Lakes Park uh, for the most of the spring, but how many, if and when does he get called up for a couple of the Orioles major league spring training games, you know, probably some split squads. That'll be interesting to see him maybe take some at-bats against some major league level arms. But, you know, Adley Rutschman has to be one of the top storylines entering. Also, because he's a catcher, he'll be there first um, with pitchers and catchers. So he has to be easily the number one storyline heading into just see how he kind of adjusts to you know, being a major leaguer. Exactly. And the fact, you know, we'll have spring train some select spring training games on mass and fans are going to get to see him playing games. Yeah. Most likely. I don't know how many games um, and in what capacity exactly, but they might get a chance to see him catch, you know, a, a John means or something like that. That, mm-hmm. that is thoroughly exciting. Um, yeah. And, and especially with guys like this, I mean, you know, as with any spring training, but this one in particular, you can throw out, um, the you know the stats on in terms of spring training games it's just how is he going to look yeah and how is he going to learn and grow from this experience so yeah. I think Adley Rutschman hundred percent yeah is the number one storyline and I think he's going to be a little further along than some people might well maybe outside but some people might realize because again he I mean he's coming from a program that's one of the most forward thinking in college baseball in Oregon State he is one of the few catchers in all of college baseball that called his own games. Yep. Um, so he's used to that. Um, I'm sure Oregon State has some sort of analytical department, so he's used to those numbers. He already has a half a season of minor league ball um, for multiple levels, too, of getting that information as well. So I, I'm expecting him to be a little further along than, you know, some people might expect, a, a, you know, a rookie or, you know, a guy going into his first major league spring training because of some of the experiences he already had in college and then uh, in the later half of the last summer. Yeah, exactly. So I think he's the number one storyline, clearly. Number two storyline that you're looking forward to, Bobby. I mean, to go along, it's it's got to be, and I think, you know, people are commenting on Facebook. First of all, Brandon Williams, hello. We, we hope you're having an amazing day so far, uh, coming on the Mass and Orioles Facebook page. Um, and Eric Arditi, also young guys. This is kind of like, what young guys are going to break through? We saw the non-roster invitees list come out the uh, last week. Who are some of those guys are going to maybe try to make uh, a leap and, and try to take a step? Obviously, Ryan Mountcastle is the big name to look at there. Can he make... I don't think he makes the opening day roster, but he'll, we'll see him soon enough in Baltimore. But what other guys can Yusniel Diaz finally shake off this maybe injury bug that's plagued him for the past couple of seasons? Can he be the top prospect that the Orioles thought they were getting back when they traded Manny Machado? Um, Dean Kramer, you know, I mean, and, and it doesn't have to be to the major league level too. You know, how does, uh, you know, we, we might not get close enough looks because they'll be in the minor league camp, but like, does Grayson Rodriguez take a big step this year? He's being one of the top 100 prospects listed in DL Hall as well. Um, can they take big steps in their own development and make get that much closer to the major league level? I'm not saying make the major leagues this year or or even you know or at any point this season, but can they make strides um, and, and show that you know they're a part of this future as well? Yeah, I think Yosniel Diaz in particular because we saw him last year in spring training in some spring training games and he looked great. Yeah, he he I think hit over 300 and small sample size again throughout the the stats, but. He looked the part, certainly, and um, and then he went back down to double-A and struggled and struggled with injuries, and it wasn't until the end of the season that he started to get started to get his power back that he started to look like the guy. So I think him in particular, and then uh, my second storyline also is uh, the Rule 5 guys. 
that's a good so one. So not just the guys that they, you know, already have in-house, but or, or already have as prospects, but these two guys that are now being thrust into the organization. Same situation last year where they took two guys in the Rural 5 draft. Only one of them stuck around long-term, um, and that was Richie Martin. And then Drew Jackson appeared in four games, you know, made the team out of spring training, but was immediately sent back to the original team. Yeah. Can both of these guys, Michael Rucker and Brandon Bailey, make the team? Because with the influx of minor league signings that the Orioles have had over the past couple weeks, uh, a Wade LeBlanc, um, you know, bringing these guys in, is there room for both of these guys? And who's going to step up? Because they're, they're, you know, they need pitching. Yeah. And it's just a matter of can you show you can stick because one's a starter, one's a reliever. Can both of these guys stick with the team? Yeah, that's going to be good. I mean, it's another Rule 5 competition of sorts. I mean, it might just be in terms of roster spots because I believe one's a starter, yeah. one's a reliever. Yeah. So they're not going to be, like, directly competing for a bullpen or a starting rule spot against each other, but just a roster, a, man, a spot on the 26-man roster. So right. they're, that's going to be interesting one to follow, just like it was last year with the shortstop. Yeah. Um, my number three, mm-hmm. it's a, it's, I'm kind of going to, I'm going to go a little out there and call me, see if this is crazy. Who's going to step up in the bullpen? And specifically, I'm looking at Hunter Harvey. And could he possibly overtake Michael Givens in the closer role? I think this, I saw some people talking about this over the last couple of days. I think we was mentioned on MassInSports.com um, by Steve Molesky within the past week or so. I also got, it was on MLB.com today, previewing uh, each team's opening day closer, not starter, their closer. <laughs> and the Orioles was Hunter Harvey slash Michael Givens. And it was basically saying, you know, Michael Givens' workload was, was a lot last year. He, he pitched a lot. He's, you know, went healthy and rested the best arm in this bullpen in terms of, you know, his longevity of the team. But Hunter Harvey flashed a lot last season. and The Orioles really liked what they saw from him. I really liked what I saw from him, too. Can he take that next step? And is he going to become a full-time closer? Is he going to be a full-time relief guy? Um, and is he going to be a guy that uh, Brandon Hyde can rely on throughout the course of the season? And can he stay healthy, obviously, too? That, right. that plays a huge factor in it. But can he be a guy that Brandon Hyde relies on throughout the course of the year? Um, out of that bullpen. Yeah, I mean, he certainly looked the part in terms of, you know, his his uh, velocity was yeah. way up. He yeah. was hitting triple digits. Um, and his and his counting stats were there, too. His ERA was there. Um, it's just, yeah, I think it's just a matter of can he stay healthy? Can he get enough opportunities? Um, the other thing is, you know, let's not, you know, sugarcoat this. Givens is, is going to be looked at as a trade piece this season. So would they want to give Givens more opportunities so that he looks better for other teams, yeah. maybe fewer opportunities to try to, you know, I don't know. Kind of space them out, not wear them down. Yeah. Um, so it, it, that is going to be an interesting thing. And and those two probably, the bullpen is going to be filled with question marks yeah. yet again. But those two, crazy as it is, are the two of the surest things in that bullpen. Right. And I guess my, I guess my point is, are they, can they be the two guys that in the bullpen? Like, right. are they going to be the two bright spots, you know, when we see them coming out um, in late innings and close games, can we are, are we be looking forward to that? All right, this is going to be a shutdown inning. Yeah. And that, can they ha- give Brandon Hyde enough shutdown innings to be productive throughout the course of the season and be relied on? Yeah. My third storyline, Alex Cobb. How healthy, a huge one. How healthy is Alex Cobb going to be? We heard all of the same things last year that he was, you know, getting his first full offseason with the Orioles. Uh, he felt like he was in a good spot. He was ready to start the season. He was the opening day starter. And... Then, or was planning to be the opening day starter, and then it all went downhill right before the season started. 
appeared obviously in some games at the beginning of the year, but downhill from there. We're going to hear a lot of the same song and dance, I think, this year. It's just a matter of can he back it up. Is he going to get through a full spring training up until opening day fully healthy? And if he looks good, if he is healthy, he might jump in and and nab that opening day starter spot potentially from John Means. Mm -hmm. I still think Means has the leg up at this point, but look, Cobb is the veteran. Um, He was given the opportunity last year before he was unable to take it. So... Is Alex Cobb going to be fully healthy because they need him desperately in this rotation? Yeah, you talk about all the holes that the bullpen has, the rotation. There's, it's John Means and then question marks. Yeah. I mean, uh, we talk about we we did we've done starting rotation exercises with Alex Cobb and Asher Wojciechowski in the in that rotation, but with like an asterisk. Like that's just going on, on the assumption that that's who it's going to be. Um, yeah, Alex Cobb is a huge question mark coming into this season, and I believe it was. Was it, I can't remember if it was Michael Elias at um, the Del Marva uh, event a couple weeks ago, or if he called into Rakobako's Oro's Hot Stove show. But he said that they saw Alex Cobb work out in Florida just a while ago, and he looked good, and that's good news. Which okay, that's yeah, that's great to hear. But you know, it's also kind of you have to show me too. You know, he's got to pitch in games. Um, you know, he can't obviously ease his way back into it. You know, be healthy, be smart about it. But until we see him on the mound taking the ball every five days. He's a huge question mark, and right now John Means is the only definite person, player yeah. on that rotation. And, it, it, you know, Brandon Hyde has his work cut out for him when it comes to this pitching staff coming in, in a week or so. And speaking of John Means, to throw in my my an extra storyline just in case beyond the, the top three, can there be another John Means? Who will be the next John Means? Because we weren't talking about John Means at this point last year, but John Means had an awesome spring training started getting the eyes of the coaches, made the team, made the all-star team. So is there another guy that we're not talking about right now that we haven't been talking about during the offseason that can step up, that is an internal candidate that can show he can be more than just a good minor leaguer. He can be an everyday major Who's the dark horse this year? Yeah, exactly. Um, All righty. Bobby, I got a little game for you. All righty. Guess that Oriole. We played it right near the end of the season. And I gave you stats, and you yes. had to guess who it was. Yes. This is a minor league edition. This right. is tougher. I picked. I didn't. I didn't go deep into the minor league wells and pick. You know, career minor leaguers that most fans have never heard of. These Correct. are these are pretty much household names in Baltimore. Okay. Um. All right. I've got nine of them for you. Ooh. I'm going to give you some stats. You're going to tell me who that Oreo was. All right. These are 2019 stats. Let's start with the first one. This Aberdeen Ironbird. All right. Oh, come on. Don't bring up I the... need the rosters. Okay, don't don't look up the stats. No, no, no. Okay, I, just... look, I have rosters. Okay. No okay. stats. Okay. Just position, batting, throwing, height, weight, okay. date of birth. Okay, I'm just making sure. All right. This Aberdeen Ironbird led the team in homers, tied with Jalen Ferguson. Well, also, wasn't he just drafted by the Ravens? Isn't, isn't that the same name as somebody who was drafted by the Ravens? Oh, I don't know. Uh, but anyway... Uh, Jalen Ferguson, and was tied for fourth on the team in stolen bases with five, dis- despite a low 216 batting average. So, led the tied Ooh, for the lead okay. in homers, we tied did, for the lead in, or tied for fourth in stolen bases, 216 batting average. We did average. two, no, we did a handful of Aberdeen trips last year. And they came up here and talked to you in studio. Um, Jalen Ferguson was is also the name spelled differently of somebody who's drafted by the Ravens. Okay, so you didn't make that up. All anyway. right. Can I ask questions? Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With, with, with I'm not going to. Oh, all right. We're well, going to be like, what's his name? No, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no. As, is he someone that we had on Mass and All Access last yes. season? Okay. That helps narrow it down. I'm looking at the roster. I have two. I have two guesses. Okay. Or two. I've narrowed it down to two guys because I've, if I remember correctly, these are the guys that I think mm-hmm. that the team in stolen bases. And my first one's going to be. Uh, I just remember Kyle Stowers. Yes, out it is. Yeah. Oh wow. Nice. My guess. other guess was going to be Gene Kamara. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Stowers. Yes, has been on the show multiple okay. times. Yeah, he's been on the show three times. Yeah, by we the had. Way. I think. All three within like a month last yeah. year too. <laughs> like we had him in August and September. We had him in the studio. We had him in Aberdeen, and we had him at winter meetings. Ridiculous. Yep. Um, Kyle Stowers. Yes. So okay. he, you know, that two sixteen batting average not great. His on base percentage was below three hundred, but he showed a little bit of pop. Remember, he was the uh, second round pick that had the awesome reaction. Yes. Um, when he, he was that out when he was on on deck. Uh, yes, yeah. at Stanford, I believe. Stanford? Yes. Yeah, I think Stanford. Center fielder. So Kyle Stowers, got to watch for this year. And I remember that because I remember you asking him about, like, you have a stolen bases and power numbers, but the average isn't there, and he talked about how you want yep. to get his average up. A um, lot of Stanford Cardinals uh, Cardinal, Cardinal on that team, on that uh, Aberdeen team last year. Uh, all right, next guy. This Bowie Bay Sox, I'm going to say Bay Sox because I think that's, you know, it's like Red he's a, Sox. He's a Bay Sox. Bay Sox, Bay I think. Sox, okay. I think. Because it's an X. Received the, an invitation to the big league camp for the second time, for the second straight season. We'll see if he can bring the power he's shown flashes of in the past as he finished second on the Bay Sox with 11 homers. That is going to be Eustino Diaz. That is correct. All right. That okay. is correct. All right. This yeah. is... This is I'm shocked I'm two for two. He was second on the team in homers. The yeah. leader had 14, so he's three below that, despite the fact that he played... Uh, fewer than 80 games. I also remember that because we talked about how much his season could have been better if he stayed healthy. Yeah, exactly. All right. Next up. This righty started the year with Frederick, ended with Bowie, where he had a minuscule 231 ERA in 13 starts, including a no-no. Michael Bauman. Yes. Yes, Yes, that is correct. The no-no gave it away. Yeah, the no-no definitely gave it away. Yep, I remember that. Um, Yeah, it, it... he actually, he had an ERA around 3.6 when he was with uh, Frederick for the first half of the season, and then it went all the way down to a 2.31 in Bowie. Another guy that, you know, for all the hype Grayson Rodriguez, and deservedly so, and D.L. Hall get, Bauman, I think, in my opinion, might be the third best pitcher in this organization, right? Dude, this in the dude minor is leagues. 6'4", 225. Yeah, it's huge. He's massive. Um, yeah, he is built like a power pitcher, and he could be up here sooner rather than later. All right, next he start, Do you think he starts at Bowie? Uh, yes, I think he starts at Bowie with the chance very early to move up. Yeah. Very early to move up. The, the problem is, I think, with, with Bowie, uh, Norfolk is going to be so loaded. That's what I was going to say. I yeah. think the problem is that the Norfolk rotation is going to be so loaded, where is there going to be a spot for him? Yeah, exactly, which is a shame, because he's. I, but I do, I do think he's going to get an opportunity yeah. earlier rather than later. All right. In a uh, speaking of Norfolk, in a year full of bloated ERAs at the AAA level, this lefty prospect saw his ERA balloon to a four eight nine ERA upon arrival in Norfolk. But before that, he had a two five eight ERA with Bowie, formerly a piece of the Kevin Gosman Darren O'Day trade. This guy could make an impact on the twenty twenty team. Oh God, there are so many trades. This guy honestly has flown very much under the radar. 
I, I am looking at the roster, so that helps. Um, is it Bruce Zimmerman? Yeah, it is Bruce Zimmerman. Right, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. This guy. He's I, the I, only name that stuck out that was like was part of the Gosman trade. H- or from the Braves. I remember him right. coming from the Braves. Yeah, the I think, you know, Keegan Aiken and um, who am I uh, forgetting here? On the North Dean Kramer. Uh, yeah. Kramer. Those two guys, I think, you know, they got the invitation to, uh, they are added to the 40 man. I think they get a lot of attention, but I think Bruce Zimmerman also could be another guy. So many yep. names. Yep. So many names. All Happy right. 25 in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Yeah. One of the best surprises of the Aberdeen Ironbirds in 2019. This guy led the team with a 344 batting average and finished the season with nine games in Delmarva. Adley? That is incorrect. Not Adley. He did finish the season at Delmarva. So yeah. yeah. And he also didn't hit that well at Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, all right. Hold on. I did, that was my guess without looking at the roster. Um, all right. Went from Aberdeen to finish the season with Delmarva. Say that average again. 344. I'll give you a hint if you want it. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no hint? Then. No. Uh, did I already <laughs> guess this name? That I have? Uh, no. No, oh, so it's not Gene. We have not said this name. Oh, uh, then man. All right, give me the hint. Uh, we have had him on Mass and All Access. Tartar sauce. Um, we have seen him play. That was the Aberdeen roster. One of the best surprises. Oh, he, oh, no. I think he was an eighth-round pick, roughly. Oh. Uh, I was going to say Encarnacion. No. No. He's an infielder, he, though. He did not hit well. Adam Hall? Incorrect. Adam Hall uh, spent most of the year with... Where did Adam Hall spend most of his year? With uh, with Delmarva. He spent most of his year with Delmarva. Mm. That's right. Um, no, incorrect. This one is Toby Welk. I was going to be my next Toby one. Welk, uh, who had Dang. got drafted, I think was an eighth-round pick, had an outstanding um, first couple months and then got bumped up. I'm excited to see this guy. I think just because there are... Very few infield prospects in the Orioles system that you can rely on be- besides him and maybe Ryland Bannon. Um, there really are not many guys that have shown a whole lot. Maybe a Caden Grenier, but I think Welk has has shown uh, he's got the ability to uh, to move on up. Yeah, yeah, another big hit too. All right, uh, this prospect with a fitting last name had Tommy John surgery in May, but if he can return healthy, he can show why he was included in the Manny Machado trade of 2018. So, prospect from where again? Did you say, would you say which team he was on? Oh, I did not say which team. Uh, but I can I can give you the team. Uh, right. Bowie. And the Manny Machado trade. Tommy John surgery. Tommy John. Mm-hmm. So, pitcher. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh. Fitting last name. Yeah. Is it, is it our guy? Zach Pop? It is Zach Pop. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. Uh, it is a shame that he had Tommy John and his season ended so early because he appeared in eight games this year. Had an 0.84 ERA. Wow. Last year, of course, you might remember he was outstanding as well. 2.53 ERA with Bowie in 2018 after he got traded. He's got electric stuff. You hope that it comes back 100% after that Tommy John. Another guy that probably could... Push his way onto the Norfolk roster at some point in the season, yeah. but is there going to be a, a spot, a spot for, him? for him? Yeah. yeah. They're probably going to want him on a consistent P 
pitching routine. Yes. Getting every day, giving every five day starts at Bowie. Uh, I think he's probably going to be used more as, oh, a, as a reliever, but, but still more but of a yes. routine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. All right. This prospect, we got three more. This prospect appeared in more tied games, tides games than anyone else. 127. But his more impressive stats could be his team high 25 homers and 83. Ryan Mountcastle. Ryan Mountcastle is yeah. correct. When, he, you had, when you said games and then yeah. the 25 homers. Um, no one had more than 18, besides him, had more than 18 homers or 67 RBIs in on that Norfolk team. He had 25 homers and 83 RBIs. Dang. Ridiculous. Yep. Uh, outstanding. Minor league player of the year. Mm-hmm. MVP. All right, two more. This former first-round righty has struggled with injuries over his career, but he pitched between Frederick and Bowie in 2019, finishing with a combined 284 ERA. Frederick and Bowie, 2019. Where do you f- wait? Okay, Frederick and Bowie finished with Bowie. I say the ERA again. Two eight four. Round. What, what was the beginning part? First round pick. Have a look. Um, finished with Bowie. Yeesh. I can give you a hint. Okay. It's been on mass and all access. Sort of helps. <laughs> We did not interview him in Bowie. We interviewed him in the web studio. Ooh, okay. Um, we didn't play a dumb game. <laughs> oh. Not louder. Not louder. We did make louder play some yeah. dumb games. <laughs> uh, ah, I can't pull this one. Um, he came with Blaine Knight. It's His name is Cody Sedlock. Cody Sedlock. Yeah, yeah. Kind of also another forgotten man because uh, he has struggled with injuries. He struggled yeah. performance-wise. But he's still a first-round pick. He's still got crazy uh, high upside, I think. Um, it's just a matter of can he quickly kind of make up for the time that he's missed because he's, you know, finished with Bowie. But at this point, he's 24, going to be 25. Yeah. Um, he, he just needs to go out there consistently. But I think he's still got all the talent in the world. Another kind of forgotten guy in the system. Yeah, Cody and Sedlock. I remember uh, – Buck Britton talking highly of him, too, at the end of last season, too. Yeah. All right. Last one. You ready? Yeah. This Shorebirds infielder received attention for a touching on-field moment before a game, but his 298 average and 33 stolen bases turned heads as well. Touching moment before a game? Uh, With a family member. With his father. Infielder? Infielder. We have had him on Mass and All Access twice. Twice. Yeesh. Uh, I'm trying to think of the moment, and I am drawing a huge blank with his father. Mm-hmm. It was, um, we weren't there for that game. The Orioles were there for that game. They put together a nice video package of it. Okay. If that helps. Um, we have had him on the, the show. I asked him what it was like leading off, and he said, I don't really lead off. Oh, yeah. It was one of my most awkward mm-hmm. moments on Madison All Access. And I also remember you. Was he on the show in studio? Yes. And then every time I saw him lead off and box scores from then on, I was like, ha, ha. <laughs> you do lead off. Mm-hmm. Good kid. Great kid. Great kid. Uh, was it Adam Hall? It is Adam Hall. Okay. It is Adam Hall. Remember, like, he had his father. I was also losing. No, I don't remember. What, he, what happened? he had his father uh, throw out the first pitch to him. Um, his father has undergone treatments for cancer. Okay. It has been uh, a... A very touching story. Um, okay. And um, it's great to follow the Hall family um, and to see how they're doing all the time. But 
Great player in his own right. He played the entire season with Bowie. 33 stolen bases. I had to double check that. That is outstanding. Nobody yeah. else on the Shorebirds had uh, more than eight, I don't think, or, or 10 or something like that. Wow. Um, and he had 33. And he's got the ability to play multiple infield positions. This is a shortstop. Um, and yeah. he, he uh, looks played like he's second a, base, yeah. played some third base, I think, at times. He's a fast kid. Yes. Six foot, 170. Mm-hmm. If he's stolen that many bases and playing at those positions, I mean, he's got to be a pretty athletic guy. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty crazy. So those are the and guess leadoff hitter, orders. apparently. <laughs> and, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, those are the... Guess those orders. So those what? Orders. I got... I saved myself there. Got seven out of nine? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I recall You got the missing, first... I recall only missing two. You got the first three, four, Maybe five. Three. I think oh, Amy, no. Amy Jennings behind the scenes is saying I got... Seven. You missed one. Seven out of nine. Two, three. Okay, six. so six out of nine. Nice. nice. Um, solid performance. <laughs> yeah. Solid performance. That's about five. You know, the fact that you had the roster in front of me, okay. okay. I think only, I think I only knew four, maybe four, maybe five of those without having the yeah, head look. That's fair. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have the roster for some of them, I would not have pulled them. Yeah. But like the Ryan Mountcastle one was pretty easy. Um, yeah, that was a, there you go. I didn't want to put Adley in there. Yeah. The well, the but the it was tricky though. The Aberdeen to a dumb over jump was tricky because I was like, he, there you go, yeah. they play about he probably did play around nine games. Yeah, I almost forgot that Welk finished with Delmarva because he was so good. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, um, all right, that just about does it for the Mass and All Access podcast. These games are fun. I'm gonna have to bring back some of I mean, these games. Yeah, it's uh, game time. It is game time. Of course, you can listen to the Mass and All Access podcast wherever you're listening to it right now, but also on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on the Mass and All Access slash Mass and Orioles Facebook page, of course. And we will be back from Sarasota, Florida, exactly one week from today. Orioles pitchers and catchers report. You should follow Bobby at Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter. I'm at Paul Mancano on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you in Sarasota.